0: it's got to two two and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Urzil. is Ozil! go
2: the that fight, Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast issued by Dan Cooges on hosting duty today. Um full full house today, man. Um Shelln, how you doing?
1: Uh, what's he, I'm hot blood. I'm actually
2: just <laughs> hot, bro. I'm suffering. <laughs> out here, bro. Fuck this guy, man. Uh, yeah, hey, Sean, yeah. man. Hey, you guys. Yeah, we're going to start a GoFundMe um to get some aircon for Sean because bro, I was, I was, you know
1: what? I was, I was even looking at the dice And things today, bro. But I can't justify paying like five bills, bro. Yeah, Don't buy it. Hey, That's don't buy I it. One. Can't, I, can't I, can't just, adjust, I bought
3: one on Friday. It's yeah. nah, man. It's, it's just hot.
1: Nah, aircon unit.
3: The aircon in it's hot air. Dyson don't do aircons, they do the tower fans, they do them um, special fans. They're not aircons, like, mm. you can't put water in them. There's no water capacity. It's, it, bro, it's it, it, like it'll, it'll start pushing dry air, you'll go mad. Yeah. I've got mine up, bro. I've got the mine upstairs,
2: it's going back to the curry <laughs> tomorrow. But there's there's you. there's your listeners there's your listeners review yeah don't get a, don't get oh a Dyson God, Dyson fan yeah don't get Dyson are. fan but yeah Everything Sheldon you look stylish though
0: can't lie looking stylish
2: I'm I'm liking the SV on the T-shirt as well, man. But this guy, I could tell, I could tell he's been suffering all week. He was even asking in the WhatsApp, "Guys, give me opinions on short sleeve
1: shirts." This guy. (laughs) 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 Oh my god! Listen, I'm ready, bro. I'm ready to boss one of them, man.
2: Hey, so my 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 missus is right now, yeah, and. There's, a, she's adopted this kitten, and this kitten has just attacked me, bro. Like, bro, I'm gonna need you to
1: hold <that. laughs> what is it?
2: My god, this thing, this thing just scratched my arm. What the hell? Hold that, brother.
3: Hold that, hey, man. No, you to
2: come take this thing.
3: Hey, you, said, you know, in Thailand, they eat cat, innit?
2: Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, so if you, you better, hear you random, random exclamations from me, yeah, that's that's what's going on. But you better, you Shabs, German, Dan, it. how are you guys doing as well, man?
0: I'm good, I'm, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm all good. I'm hot, but I'm good still. Yeah, yeah man. I'm, yeah. I'm
3: local. I'm local. I'm. 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 I've been bumping um, Jay Huss on Burner Boy. Like, come on, mm. man. You know, listening to him spitty bonics in pigeon English. It's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it's
0: beautiful. <laughs> well, I ain't been on in a
2: while, you know. I think.
0: In a
2: couple of hmm? weeks, maybe. Yeah, I ain't what? been on a while. Yeah, German. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't spoke to you. We ain't we ain't conversed in, in a little oh. while, man. Um he's just he's just too busy putting up classics on Tuesday night football. Um but but yeah, it's good to have you on, man. It's good to have you on. So so guys, yeah, there's not actually been that much Arsenal news um since the last podcast. We obviously we spoke on transfers, this, that, and the other. And it seems that basically um Edu has taken a little bit of a break. He's uh, opened up the barbecue um, and he's been he's been uh, grilling some steaks. You know, not too much transfer news, but uh, one name that has popped up um, recently is Lucas Paqueta. This was a link that you know I wasn't too sure um, was was a real one. Um, you know, I thought it might just be agent talk. Him seeing. Uh, you know, Arsenal in the, in, the, in the market for a midfielder, that kind of thing. Um, and his agent just said, yeah, this might be a good opportunity to get this guy um, a move out of Europe. But it seems that this has been verified by a couple of sources now um, that Arsenal have opened up some discussions with him Um so, you know, you three, I think, have watched him a bit more than I have. So I'm going to defer to you on this. So, like, if this is a, a move that Arsenal are making, how do you see him fitting in? Um, I'll start with you, Shab, since you're off mute. Um,
3: I think it's that actually there's a lot of versatility. Um, for, for me, I like him as a 10. I like him in the, the attacking midfield slot. Um, He does a lot of his work where Erdegaard tends to do his work. Well, that's what I've noticed from him, really playing off the right hand side um, or into the right channels. Um, I like him. He's got like really short, sharp exchanges and um, just has that ability to produce moments of magic. So um, you'll watch him in games, but, you know, anyone who hasn't got the time for that, just watching him on highlights, you'll see him do these outrageous, um, like, back hills where he's finding players, he's finding moving targets, um, you know, operates really well in tight space. So he can do those things really well as a 10. But, you know, also he's been used as an 8. I was actually mistaken in terms of how frequent he's been used as an 8. We know he can play there. But, um, yeah, since I I, I was corrected by my fellow um, brother German, Dan, gone back and reviewed the tapes as well and seen actually he's done a lot of good work as an eight also and um, I like him, you know, I think he plays there for Brazil, he has played there at times for the Brazil national team as well, um, you know we had a classic in Copa America really, really, really where he just took it on and he's had fantastic um, he's had like a fantastic two seasons I'd say in 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 Leon. now um, I think he might be better than Bruno G if I'm keeping it a buck, um, I don't know if I'm gassed about it or actually if the more I'm taking him in, the more I'm saying, actually, I think there's a bit more diversity to him than, um, definitely there's a lot more diversity to him than there is for Bruno G. But, um, yeah, I really like him and he's a player who, like I said before, he's yoga bonito, He can produce moments of magic. And I think he always finds his way past the man and into space. So I'm very excited about him. Um, you know and i'd 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 be happy to see him at Arsenal and i, I, I don't think he would necessarily be confined or restricted to one um position i think we might see him being used in a, in a variety of different ways for Arsenal
2: yeah for sure for sure for sure and shabs i guess um you can answer this question or shaun or dan you can answer this as well babs Look, let me just say that's a funny comment yeah. but stay off, stay off the stream. Yeah, we're we're not, we're not here for you. Yeah, we're not here for you. Yeah. Please. Perhaps
3: um, we'll cook you as well. You know, we'll <laughs> you right we'll, we will cook you right now. We have got material. Don't 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 come around there with all of that.
2: Yeah. So um, so what what kind of what kind of what what how would you describe his style of play, really, Paquetta? You know, because I've seen some people call him box to box. I've seen some people call him more of like an attacking midfielder, more of a ten. Um, so how, how would you describe his play? Uh,
0: uh, I would say he's all action. I I would say he's all action. I think it's all action. I think there's a game that I remember watching him. And, and I think, you know, when, when watching players, I think it's always good to watch clips. Um, Of course, like the compilations where you see the best bits and then watch clips of individual games where they, you know, piece up their best actions. But the best, you know, barometer is, is still watching a full game, seeing how they are with the ball, without the ball, how to respond to you know um you know the team the way the team is playing how they you know you know responding certain different game situations I game think it's just the best way of yeah best yeah. way of kind of judging a player and I remember watching him um against um PSG and I just thought he was he was up I mean Leon Leon didn't have a great season um but when they play PSG that they they like rising that and he was up for it man he was up for it um, I thought he was very, very good in that game in terms of winning the ball back. I, I was honestly surprised the amount of times he was winning the ball back. It was an absurd amount. It was not just, yeah, he nicked it a couple of times. He was winning the ball cleanly um, and not just, you know, when someone wins the ball and then, you know, it just kind of gets deflected somewhere else. Like he was winning the ball clean, clean possessions and getting up the pitch. So that's a big, big quality of his in um in addition to the obvious technical stuff that I think most people are probably aware of when they watch some some clips of him. And um, he's a very, very, very capable finisher of either foot. Um, I think his shooting technique is very, very, very good. Um, He has a strong willingness to get into the box, um, but he also has the willingness to work back. And this is why I say all action. I think this is applied with very good technical skills. Um, I I, I shouldn't say very good, like top, top technical skills. Um, And I think... In some way, shape, or form, and we, we probably will touch on this a bit more and more detail and how he could fit in. I think he's he's what we need, and I think there's a big, maybe not big, but there's there's a clear difference between the way he plays, the way Fabi Vieira plays, and the way um, Udega plays for me. Um, they're all left footers, cool, and um, on on you know on a surface level, you would say are oh, they all play ten? They all receive the ball between the lines, but if you go into more granular detail, I think there's there's differences and you know just to briefly touch on that for me Vieira looks like a final third specialist um and I think these comments were very clear on we we haven't got that kind of final third specialist in the team at the moment and people were kind of saying well, why is he saying that when we have Udegaard but when you really watch the games where does Udegaard pick up the ball majority of the time wide and a bit deeper so he's someone I think is very much a playmaker but in terms of ball progression and you know um finding teammates and you know Facilitate entries into the box from 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 that side, um, and then I think Pakata is um, is a player that you know arrives in the box late, um, can drive into the box with the ball, and he likes shooting uh, and scoring. So I think he's a different type of threat to the other two. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited by this link, um, and I, and and I hope we can get that done. And to to kind of echo what Shap said, I think he has greater quality than Bruno G. Um I think that much for me is clear. They're different players. But um, if you ask me, who has got you know great quality, I'd say pacata So
2: yeah. And Sean, I know I know you got very strong opinions on on Paquette. I've been reading your tweets. <laughs> you know, you've been gassing me almost. You know, you'd be like, yeah, bring this guy's quality. You know, bring him through. So you know, I'm going to let you in on this conversation as well. So why why is it that you're so you know sort of keen on this signing um, for us to bring him in?
1: Yeah, I feel like <laughs> me and Leo have been going back and forth like for the last two weeks in terms of. <laughs> What we need how it should look what the priority should be what type of profile we should be um I'm, I'm not as as too fussed about that because when i'm looking at it i'm trying to look at it from a perspective of what arteta wants rather than what i think he wants you know i think german dan made the point yesterday our priorities are probably different to what you know arsenal's priorities are this season i think arsenal were looking to you know based on the links we want to create and score more that was the obvious deficiency last season Um, and we're trying to get more players in between the lines more players higher up I think you know there's a couple things to 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 notice you know we are we play 4-3-3 now we play you know both our fullbacks invert which is why obviously we chased Martinez hard I've seen now a new link with Matt from Chaktar Donetsk as well so we want these guys both fullbacks who will be playing in the same line as party they're key to build up so you know they're creating different angles in build up to try and Find the eights who are very high up, like I said, a lot of it is not too dissimilar from what City are doing. You know, we're putting our own spin on it, which is why I think you know people think we need a controller in midfield, obviously, which is why it comes to you know the Tielemans name keeps coming up. Obviously, Pacatar for me is a lot more dynamic, um, as German dance. And I think you know people make the comparisons with Erdegaard and Vieira because they're both they're all lefties. And but he, this guy is non stop energy, his work rate, his intensity, he's up and down covers copious amounts of ground. And the big difference between him and the other two, Pacquiao's six foot, he's a big guy, do you know what I mean? He's not like, a, he's not slight. He wins, if you can go back, there's, um, you know, uh, there's like a two-minute clip highlight on, you can see him when he played against West Ham in the Europa League last season. You know, he was coming up against Rice. He was, you know, shielding the ball well. He wasn't getting pushed off it. He was winning duels. Um, I think, yeah, like I say, people praise him because obviously we know his technical qualities are fantastic. But the guy's very durable, very robust, not afraid to put his foot in. Um, and he, like Gabriel Jesus, he's my man got that dog in him. Do you get me? So, like, I, 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 I need that. I need that in my club. And I, I just think, you know, um, Arteta has his, you know, it, it's obvious, it's easy to make the comparisons, you know, like the Erdegaard, the, um, the Vieira is probably more akin to like a Bernardo, but in this, you know, this Pakatár is obviously I don't want to compare him to KDB, but he's he's a guy who who does a lot of running, who you know who who's happy to drift out to the wing, um, got a very very good final ball, and he shoots shoots, you know. Dan mentioned it as well. He's very comfortable shooting off either foot comfortably. He's hit double figures for goals, Dan, in both seasons at Leon, um, you know. So so his end product is there. His work rate, stamina, energy is there. I think. I think he's great, man. And I feel like pre- pretty much. I hope we can get him because this is probably if we do get him, it would be the marquee signing of the summer. We've had, well, I say without We signed Gabriel Jesus, so probably you know on par. But I think you know when we talk about raising a level, if we could add Pekartar to what we've done, you know, with Vieira and Jesus, you know, I think Arsenal are really starting to move the needle offensively if we can get him.
3: Yeah, yeah. and he's five foot eleven, by the way. You keep saying he's six foot. I know it's... it? Is a, it is well, a, Wiki said exactly. six foot,
1: boy. So... Nah, look,
3: I'm, I'm, I see more various, various sources. But, but this okay. is a minor thing. But I, I, I think <laughs> what, what you said as well,
0: <laughs>
3: no, what he said as well is that like defensively, he, he is very good. And it's, I, I'm glad you picked up on it actually, because um in Jules, there, there, there's something about the way that he positions himself. So, He he does have an athletic frame, but there's something about the way that he positions himself from goals about in defensive duels, which doesn't actually see him um, being beaten a lot. When he does go up one v when he does come one v one in the contest, Um, I think he's got like a decent rate for winning the ball back actually, and um, I think he's extremely um, progressive with the ball. Like he's a he's a player whether via um, carrying or by passing, he's someone who has the ability to progress the play and I think you know in equal measure he can progress play from deep but when he's higher up he um, contributes to those entries into the penalty box in the final third as well and um, I think Sean spot on when he says actually this is the type of signing that completely moves the needle and for me, um, I know like Robin Stanford's asking the question I, I, for me, I don't think it's close really, I think he's a different type of player to Telemans but I don't think it's close. I think like mm. t- Paketa over Tielemans all day long for me. Like mm. a player of his quality, like his flair, his technique, his, you know, and I think he's he's not flair for flair's sake either. He's not a player who's going to just do skills on the road to nowhere. Like, you know, he uses skills to be able to beat a player, like he'll beat a player, go uh, into the space and then he'll find a sensible pass to, to kind of distribute it as well and find his man and, um, you know, I think he's been praised a lot for his really short, incisive passing and his interchanging, his interplay. Um, and I see that a lot when I watch him.
2: Yeah, you know, it's
0: to, so, sorry, sorry yeah, to butt uh... in because we, we're, on the, we're on the topic of Pakistan. Obviously, we're a touch of man. This is touch of heritage, man. I'm gonna have to pull up the FB ref sheet, man. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> and it's 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 right here. So, hmm. I mean, cooks if you have it up, you might as well read some of the numbers. Um,
2: but yeah, you know, yeah, I'm that was sure. the next. That was the next yeah. thing that I was going to do, really, because um, I think it is very interesting to look at some of this stuff because it it just gives you a clearer idea of the type of player they are as well. So, like, I think what is amazing, um, just looking at this guy's FBO, and I'm using that word amazing on purpose, is that. In terms of all the, you know, shot creating and goal output, the lowest percentile this guy has is in the ninety third percentile. Yeah, so I'm seeing all the shot creating actions ninety eight percent, non penalty xg and xa ninety nine percent, shots total ninety nine, non penalty xt ninety nine, non penalty goals ninety seven. Um, and that kind of thing right so it's literally like yeah, that, the bar is full insane. that's you know, insane the, bar is, the cool. bar is really full and then we're talking about dribbles completed we're seeing 99 again touches in the attacking uh third or in tack, attacking penalty area sorry 99 progressive passes received 99 um as well progressive so, carries 80th percentile uh, um yeah. pressures so as every, you was saying, in terms of you know his work rate 87th number of tackles, 80th percentile, right? So I'm looking at this and I'm seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of green and that's versus midfielders. And we know that he's versatile, played in lots of different positions, but even when you click through comparing to forwards, I'm still seeing hella green, you know, comparing to attacking midfielders and wingers, I'm still seeing hella green. And so, you know, I think the thing that I find um, quite interesting um, about this signing is that he he definitely, as Dan, you said, he is an all-rounder. Um and it reminds me to probably one of the, you know, like if I think back to, you know, comparing to Arsenal midfielders of old or the makeup of Arsenal midfielders of old, I think when when in recent years, um, when we probably had our best season, I would go I would think back to the 13-14 season, right? When Ozil first signed. Um, and we had Ozil, uh, Kazola, in there as well with um uh, with Giroud, and I think Podolsky was around at that time as well. And I think in terms of the midfield makeup, um, when we did have all of those different types of playmakers in there, I think Ramsey, Ozil and Kozula, uh, I think they were three very, very good players and they all had their different strengths and different attributes, right? You had Kozula, who on the ball um, was really, really press resistant, can play off both feet, very creative in his own right. You had Ozil, probably the most creative player in the world, um, at that time, in terms of just pure chance creation. And he had someone like Aaron Ramsey, who was your more all-action guy, getting stuck in um, to tackles, interceptions, making runs, um off the striker, et cetera, um, and into the box, yeah. right? And I feel like if you look at our midfield now, obviously it's slightly different, a uh, bit more, you know, compact. We've obviously got Thomas Partey in there with the, in, that, in that sort of lone six role, um, doing some of the defensive work, but also creating. And if you look at, you know, some of the attacking profiles that we have in front of him, I would liken it to that gear that if you have someone like Paquetta there, who's maybe taking that Aaron Ramsey role, you know, doing a lot of pressuring, uh, runs off the ball, um, dribbling and he's capable of, you know, doing a final pass as well. And then you have someone like Erdegaard or Fabio Vieira who um, can really do that, you know, Erzil role um, in terms of just being that final third, you know, facilitation as well as, you know, being able to play, play that ball. And I think that's probably one of the best seasons we had up until Aaron Ramsey got Got injured, you know. I think we were right up there um, in terms of a, a title race, etc. I think that was when we went to these away grounds um, and and put in some good results um, at times. Um, and so, you know, that's sort of the way I'm I'm viewing it in in terms of you know me. All I've known is Arsenal Wenger midfields, right? Where we have all of these. Diminutive playmakers, as we call, as we we used to call them. But you know, we're sort of replacing a few of those profiles that I think we lost under Unai Emery. You know, that all of those guys left the club um, shortly after Wenger left. You know, and I think that that is something that we have missed for a long time. So, you know, I'm looking at this sign signing and a uh, potential signing, and, and I and I can really sort of see how it works. Um, but I will play devil's advocate right now. Yeah. So this is this is where, you know, Dr. Leroy's not here. So I'll I'll do, you know, his shouting um for him about midfield, right? Because, you know, I look at the end of last season, we went to Palace, um, we we played Brighton, uh, we played Newcastle, we played Spurs. And they had guys in the midfield who um who really like to get stuck in, let's say, right? They've now gone and like if you look at Spurs, they're now gonna sign Basuma um to play there who was basically you know bright Brighton's big weapon in the centre mid alongside you know Kaiseido etc um another guy who who gets stuck in and you look at Palace who they've gone and signed Check the um to replace uh, Conor Gallagher um who's now gone back to Chelsea etc and I look at this and I say what well, who have we added to midfield? Fabio Vieira who looks as skinny as as they come um and uh, if you go and add someone like Paqueta, who he's not a small guy, he does get stuck in, but I wouldn't necessarily say that he's got, you know, that that PMP factor, you know, the same way some of these, you know, AFS um, that these other teams have, have signed, you know, so so I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm saying when we go to these grounds away from home and we still have the likes of Erdegaard rolling up, um, Partey, who I think his robustness is probably a bit overrated um, at times, and then you have someone like Paqueta in that in that left centre mid. Are you guys not worried about, you know, potentially losing out physically against some of these other midfields?
1: So, so my, 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 my issue is less physical, you know. Um, it's more it's more just a case of quality, just generally. Like, you know, pMP I, I, I don't sort of sometimes like the way people talk about pMP like it's some sort of new phenomenon. pmp's always been there. There's always been pMP midfields. There's ways, there's ways to get around it, do you know what I mean? When we used to get pressed, we used to have the, the bigger issue was we used to have players who could dribble or play out the press. There's different ways to evade pressure, do you know what I mean, when people stick it on you. Um, there were guys that were bigger than Wilshere and Rizitsky, but them guys weren't getting blammed because Wilshere would have two men surrounding him. He would pick up the boy would dribble through the pressure. Now, that's completely mashed up. And I remember, if you remember in the 2007-8 season, there was a time where teams stopped pressing Arsenal because teams tried to do it. And Arsenal were evading the pressure every single time. So you know, you, you can't evade pressure with guys like Jacques Elneny, and even with all due respect, Erdegard to a degree, who who aren't, you know, who don't have that ability to play to play out the press. Do you know what I mean? It's not so don't get me wrong, I, and I'm not opposed to having more PMP, you know. I love someone like Renato Sanchez, who I think is a fantastic physical and technical specimen, but I just think it's more a case of just quality. You know, someone like Paketar, for example, is durable. He can compete, but he can also play through pressure. He can play out of pressure. He can carry the ball up the pitch. So I think it's more its more about when you meet these teams who, you know, can stick it on you. It's about having the ability to to, to play out of pressure. So, and there are different ways to to, to combat it. So don't get me wrong, like th- there, there can be issues, but I don't think it's the be-all and end-all to say, oh my God, like these PMP teams, you know, uh, you know, can blame us and we we, we have no answer. Also, just because this happened once doesn't mean it's going to continue happening. You know, we played them at the end of the season where we were missing, you know, we we, we played Brighton at home where we had Lokonga with ESR and Odegaard in midfield. We played Xhaka at left back. Do you know what I mean, we were having Elneny who, you know, is an OK deputy, but we know what he is. He's very limited. So for me, I think it's just about the quality uplift that will allow us to do what we want to do at all times, irrespective of who's there and who's not. So, you know, when people talk about why we're we buying Paqueta, if we've got Vieira and Odegaard, one, they've got different qualities, but two, it's allowing us to sustain and be able to repeat what we want to do at a higher level. So, for me, it's, it's, it's a quality issue um, rather than a pmp outright issue. Um, not that I'm disregarding it, but I, d- I don't think it's, you know, the reason why we always struggle personally. Yeah, um,
3: fair. I, think, I, I, I agree. I think as well... If you think about the other side of that argument, yeah, there are teams with loads of PMP across the board who lack quality. And it doesn't mean that, you know, they, they don't have a guaranteed success, even in different types of fixtures, you know. Um, it, even coming up against Arsenal, they don't have guaranteed success against us. Um, and if you think about Man City, I mean, sure, they've got Rodri, who's a tall figure. Some of their defenders are like tall figures. But if you look at a certain uh, point in their in in their side, like I'd say you know, probably aside from Rodri, the rest of that front five, they're quite small, diminutive players, maybe Mahrez is someone who's quite tall and, and rangy, he and really? plays out wide, but the rest of the guys from Man City they're, they're small, you know Sterling wasn't tall, Foden's not tall Gundogan's not tall um, KDB, alright, he's 5'11 uh, 6 foot maybe, same uh, around the same sort of height as Paqueta, so they don't get blamed by these teams with PMP um, because their technical level, like Sean said, is so um, superior. Their quality is so superior. So um, I, I, I do see it. I actually sit on the fence on the argument because I see both sides of the coin, and I would like a a bit more of a robust and destructive profile in midfield because I feel like you need all types basically. But um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not against this Pekete
0: signing it at all. I'm not, no. Nah. Yeah, see, for me, just, just to get my two cents on this, for me, I feel like um, we've seen what worked last, last last year and people, and to a lot of people's surprise, my surprise as well, um, the way the team um shape was conducted, the way Xhaka played in that left centre mid role, the way it kind of all came together for a, a large part of that season, that people are now kind of fixated on the idea of what we have right now, we need to be able to replicate, but to a high level, and that's not that's not necessarily the way this team might go forward. And quite evidently, I don't think Atea thinks that's the way this team will go forward. He he very much, and he and that's why I asked on Twitter the other day, what do you guys think is the priority for the club this year in terms of when we're looking at overarching strategy? Is it the ball progression of the team? Is it is it the defensive solidity? It for me is quite clearly the potency in attack and midfield. Um, and they're really looking for players that can help us score more goals. And now they're having Paketar identified a player that can 100% do that. He can add to the potency of our attack Quite a lot of quality, actually. But he also has things that, you know, a lot of attacking midfielders actually don't have. That desire, that work rate, um, you know, the stature to compete in physical duels and battles. Um, so he's, he's quite a unique profile in that way across Europe. You won't find a, a guy with... You know, his profile and have the amount of, you know, 99 percentiles that he has in, you know, I um, you know creation, um, scoring, um, just facilitating of situations. So I'm 100 percent not against that signing. I need that signing to happen because um, I look back at that Palace game, for example, and I felt like Palace press, pressed us. I don't even think they pressed us well. Can't lie to you. Uh, I don't think they pressed us well. I think... I think we got caught a couple of times and our lack of quality under pressure showed. So what do we need? We need players with more quality under pressure. And I think Sean touched on it when, I mean, in that game part, was still there. But who did we have at left back? Who did we have, have at right back that game? You know? Um. So I think that all um ties in with that too. So if you can increase the quality at left back, for example, I think that's a crucial signing for us. And that signing is kind of a domino effect signing. Because if you get someone that has, you know, real... Real ability of um, moving the ball forward um, um, and with pace and accuracy and um, bossing lines um, regularly, then you're you're helping the guys further up the pitch. So you, I'm not saying unlocking Pakita, because, <laughs> but you know you can unlock a player like that if you have someone on that side that can really feed into him, find him in the right positions and situations. So I think um, that signing for me, I'd like it to happen. I see why people want that controller type. I've seen that city, and ideally we we get that type as well. Just to have it in the squad. I think you need to have what's what's the English saying? You need to have different um bows on your arrow or whatever, strings on your bow. You <laughs> yeah.
2: This <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, definitely. laughs> flipping German man. Oh my god. philosophicals, yeah. But oh
3: the thing, thing is, yeah, saying, so.
2: yeah I, I I definitely I definitely agree with you guys, right? Because um, I think back when we were sort of Maybe before last season, um, when we were talking about replacing Xhaka, um I think one of the things that I had on my list was just a midfielder, um, number one, press resistant, they can they can go both ways, receive on the half turn. And one of the things that I really wanted was someone who could run in beyond um, and join the attack, right? Because I think that's something that, you know, we, we don't really see. Um, much at Arsenal, and I think you see it um, at other teams quite a bit. You know, I, I do like goals from midfield. I do, I don't think it should be necessarily um, a major uh, <clears throat> like priority from a midfielder. I think obviously, you know, you want them to to firstly give you that control of the of the of the game. But I think you know when you're a big club and you're going to have most of the ball, um, and teams are going to respect you. I think having that. Extra threat from midfield uh, to unsettle deep blocks, etc. Oh my god, um, uh, is 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 priceless. This cat is on the chair behind me. Are, are you um, okay,
0: are you okay over
2: there, bro I, bro? I don't know about this man. I can't believe yeah. cat,
0: cat Woman is whipping your ass, boy. <laughs>
2: it's actually it's actually a matting. But then also, yeah, um, I think I think uh, one of the one other points I wanted to touch on before we moved on to. Um, listeners' questions is, is definitely this left-back situation. So it looks like all intents and purposes, as to be expected, um, Lissandra Martinez has elected to go to um, Manchester United over Arsenal. Um, me, for one, I'm not very surprised at that. Um, I think once you start talking about players linking up with their old managers, um, especially when um, you know, I guess the club rivaling that bid doesn't necessarily have that much over them, um, because for me, I'm looking at it, we don't have Champions League football to offer them. I'm pretty sure United could match any wage that we uh, put on the table. Um, so really, I think Edu and Arteta would have had to sell the project on an absolute matting for him to pick us over um, playing with a manager where he just got player of the season for his team, right? So um, I think the price that's been about right now um they're talking about over 50 million euro um i'm not sure that represents value for um uh, for martinez but i what i think um i i will agree with is i do like his profile for that left left back role you know i've, I've watched the clips of him um studied the tapes um looked at the fb refs and for me that guy would have been um i think uh, a major game changer for us playing that left-back role. I think at centre-back, I'm not too sure because of the hype. Um, I know that he is, you know, a good centre-back, won the Copa America, this, that and the other. But um, I do think to be successful, a successful CB in this league, you do need that hype, you do need that presence um, just because of the way a lot of teams play uh, big physical strikers and without that height I think you will struggle because you know players like Harry Kane players like Dominic Calvert-Lewin players like um you know Ivan Tony uh Chris Wood uh Callum Wilson and all these guys Gabriel, who, Jesus. Gabriel, <laughs> Gabriel Jesus you know and even centre-backs when you think about it you know your Van Dyks your Matips and um, your, your Ruben Diaz's your Laports who are also fantastic in the air um I think you're going to struggle if you're five foot seven, five foot nine, whatever his height is, um, because you're good in the air. But when a six foot four guy who's also good in the air comes and dunks on you, that height is that height's getting found out. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think it would have been a great left back signing um, for us. But you know the lights are firmly on him now, signing um, as a centre back if we're going to listen to reports for for Manchester United. So um, one thing that I want wanted to ask you guys though is that. Um, what are the alternatives now, right? Because I've been seeing that Grimaldo link. Um I think today we saw Malinovsky, um, who has been linked with the um with the club before, uh, under Una Emery, I believe. Um and I think I saw a link that said that Malinovsky was Ajax's replace, like ideal replacement for uh, Matt Vienko,
1: bro. Oh, is it Matt, Matt Vienko? Matt, oh, sorry. Yeah, Malinovsky's Malinovsky the Atalanta sure guy. Matt yeah, Vienko, yeah, sure yeah
2: so uh, Matt Vienko. So um, I've seen that they were saying that he is potentially Martinez's uh, Ajax repla- replacement um, once he's sold. So what do you guys think of um, of, of of that link there?
1: I, I think um, stylistically it suits. It's very similar to Martinez. Um, he's a, he's a bit taller, a bit rangier. Doesn't have the same level of passing range, I would say though. But he's probably a better ball carrier. So I remember, if you remember, this was probably one of the first links when Arteta came um, yeah, before we took about Mario. I, I remember we we when we were speaking about him, and he's very very comfy on the ball. Um, so he, he's predominantly a centre back, but he can play left back as well. So um, because I think one of the important things to stress, you know, with this inverted left back role, it becomes very very important to the way we build because at the moment we have Party as a single point of failure, so people know that he's key to build up, but. If we look at how we build up in the 2-3-5, both the fullbacks will play in the same line as party. So, you know, some people think, oh, party will be less exposed, but because of how inverted they are in terms of build-up and how important they are to stop in transitions, these guys are all, it's also imperative, these guys are good in build-up. If you look at decent parts when we were decent last season, you look at Tommy Iass, who could break lines off either foot, very, very good at finding Odegaard through the lines, very, very good at, you know, uh, finding ESR through the lines as well. So it's important that we have that at left-back to give us different angles, to give us different it's, it's about, I think Arteta spoke about more unpredictability, essentially, because the reality is the left backs we have can't do that. They don't have the passing range to do that. They don't have the, you know, the level of IQ to play inside, with all due respect. And Cedric, we know, sucks in jewels. Um, so, really and truthfully, those are where we need upgrades, because if, if Tomiyasu, um, hopefully he's not a croc, but he missed four months of the season. So, you know um potential is there that you could miss a, a significant amount of games again. So I quite I don't mind that Matvienko link. That probably infuses me a bit more than Grimaldo personally, who I wasn't very keen on. Even though albeit on limited viewing, but yeah, I hadn't seen much of him. But Matvienko, um, you know, is taller, he looks better in draws than a uh, Grimaldo who's also very, very small as well. So that's why I was kind of against it personally.
0: Yeah, I, I and I think um I think I touched on it in a group. I see. I've seen that Gramado guy play a couple of times. He looks like he's decent. Listen, I don't need decent, you know. Um, and and that role especially, I need. I need someone that's. I have a very. Like, I think I ever get the blockbuster signing, um, which Lissandro Martinez would have been, which would have cost a lot of money. But I was on board with that sign because I saw the vision for it, and I think his ball progression, is passing. You know, is is very very good, and at left back I think it would have accent, it would have been better accentuated than at centre back I think, um, especially in, this, in the way we play. Um, but if you can't get him, then find the solution on the market that is, you know, um, equal to what we did with Yasu last year. You know, so that was not an expensive signing. I um, firmly believe that these men have the, you know, these men have the the computers, they have the data running, they have the um, database. They know what players are similar. They know exactly what kind of um, skills they're looking for in particular. Identify the players and move for them. And don't make it too expensive, bro, because we've got other things to do as well. But um, Madvienko, I, I, I would assume it'd be in around 20 million, maybe even less. Um, you know, um, with the situation going on there at the moment as well, like it, it could be way less. So I think that's a very good solution. Um I've seen him in the Champions League. Um, I remember when uh, as Sheon said when we were first linked with him, I was watching the tapes and thinking, yeah, this guy's actually quite good on the ball. Just didn't at the time I was thinking as centre back, no way, we can't run that in that Premier League. We can't run that in the Premier League, but at left back with the way we play, but uh run that man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Shabs, any thoughts? Anything to add?
3: I just remember seeing this brother getting cooked in the Europa League. Absolutely yeah! awesome. <laughs> that, first, that first season, it was, when, it was actually when Arteta first came in. Um, and he was probably one of the first players linked. So, for me, it's interesting to say that we're still... Um, he's still a player on the radar, but yeah, I remember pulling the files on him then and seeing him getting absolutely cooked in the Europa League. I'm trying to remember who it was against, but... Um, If not now, it will come back to me. I'll I'll, I'll remind everyone. But I do like him. I have seen him play for um, Ukraine as well, actually, in um, some of the qualifiers. And I think maybe uh, the Nations League... I don't pay too much attention to what um, competitions there are. It might have been Nations League qualifiers or or whatever, World Cup qualifiers. But I've seen him play. I like him. I do like him. Um, Yeah, I think he is assured. He's quite comfortable in the ball. I think he's of a good physical profile. Um, he would be quite unorthodox at left-back, but it's not something that is um, completely alien to him. He's played there. Um, he's been utilised there. And yeah, he's still a young player who's got the potential to grow. I think for what it is that we 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 um, want, for what it is that Arteta wants to do, I think we probably have to get the idea out of our minds of a traditional uh, left-back kind of in the Kieran Tierney mould um, moving forward kind of outside the line or down the line i should say getting down the line and putting crosses in and whatnot i think that's 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 very clearly not what it is that we want and so a different type of player i think is um i'm absolutely fine with it and yeah as german dan said if we can get him for a reasonable fee i don't mind I, what i don't want us to do is spend ridiculous amounts of money at left back because i still think you know there's there's work to be done further afield, and I'd much rather prioritise that. I see like left back as an inexpensive solution. Really, I think there are some internal solutions, and there are um, some external solutions or options which you could buy, which are not going to set us back or arm the leg. If we end up blowing the bag on the left back, and we don't address all of the business that I'd like to see us address, it's the type of thing that will piss me off. Um, you know, I think having a good left back and an accomplished all left back. It's going to add some um, security to us in terms of the way that we build up, and a bit of defensive stability. But it's not going to move the needle for us, so to speak. So I'd, 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 I'd much rather have the spends where it means that you know we're gonna we're gonna add more value um, moving forward. So that's what it is. But yeah, I like him, and I'd, I would prefer him over Grimaldo. And Grimaldo, I think did he start at Benfica? But I, we know he's been at Barca. Whatever the story is there, but you know, it's not worked out for him at Barça. Benfica, I don't know if the talks are true about the seven million pound valuation, but pff, seven million pounds coming out of Benfica. Euros even. Euros, man. come on, man. That's not that's not like pff, that's, that's, that's a club that's a club that you. gets
2: that's a club that gets paid very well they for their, their
3: players. They get a bag for their players. So if they're saying, Yeah, you man can have him, run run a seven mil, they don't rate this guy. So I,
2: I think hope that's is,
0: what, what, what what do you guys think? I think Sinchenko is an interesting suggestion. Um, I think he yeah. has a good age profile, he's a good technical um level, um, definitely, and he definitely can, you know, play. Um, I would worry about him a bit defensively. I think what I like about these um um these center bags that can that are a bit too small but can play left back is that they're usually very aggressive. Um they're usually very aggressive that they are defenders by trade. Um Mm -hmm. and I feel like they're you know willing to jump in the air, contest for the you know headers and all that shit. Whereas I think Zinchenko really is someone that Pep said, yo, (laughs) just just hold that here for three years, three, four years, you know. He's I mean he can track a man and run after him and stuff, but he's just not a defender by nature and by nature. So I'd rather we sign someone that is that naturally, um, and you know, Used to defending, and I, I just I just feel like Zinchenko isn't really quiet. But on the ball, no. I don't have that many concerns with him. Defensively, I do. Yeah, I, 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 do. I do. So,
3: no, yeah. now I'm gonna say I actually quite like Zinchenko, and I think I've warmed more to the idea of Zinchenko and how he would be utilized for, for us actually. And I think, um, he still would have a job to do defensively. But I don't think um I don't think there's such where a team that's gonna get um you know broken on or transitioned on and where he's gonna have to do lots of one one 1v1 one one, um defending a great deal and I think he's decent enough. But I think ultimately we'd be bringing him for what he gives us on the ball and in possession and what he gives off the ball and out of possession. My reservation about Zunchenko is that it's a different entity, it's a completely different entity doing this, playing at left-back in a ball-dominant side, such as City, than it will be for us and yeah, I suppose with what we're building we are going to dominate more games than not, but I think it's still different playing left-back for the champions elect, you know, that this is a superior Manchester City side than it is playing for us, who we're still we're probably now getting into the consolidation phase of our project, but it's still a project nonetheless, so yeah, there's there's a difference for me, and so for those reasons, it is still a bit of a gamble. But for a decent fee, I also won't say no to him.
1: Yeah, I think I think um, it's the sort of signing that makes sense because we've seen him at City. But I think I'm, I'm more with German Dan. I want to because of what we're doing is such a specialised role. I'd rather it be a defender rather than moving someone who's a midfielder into defence. Um, because yeah, essentially we attack with five and defend with five. So. I want the guys who are defending to be good defenders, essentially, as well. So, <clears throat> since we're taking <clears throat> excuse me, so many risks with the centre mid and pushing them so high, I need the five who are back to be comfortable in isolation, to be comfortable in wide areas, to be comfortable just to be good defenders. So, yeah, I'd rather a centre-back conversion to a left-back rather than uh, a, a midfielder one. And I think also, I think he said somewhere that, I think if he leaves it, he wants his next role to be as a midfielder wherever he goes. So, I think that kind of rules, it probably rules it out anyway. But... Yeah, he might be on the list.
2: Yeah, I think I, I agree 100% with what you said there, Sean, um, is that I think whoever we bring in at left-back, I want them to be a specialist in either centre-back or left-back, right? So that you know you're going to get at least some sort of superpower from them. And I think the thing with Zinchenko is I think he's good on the ball and I think he's technically very proficient, Very, he's nice on the ball, Um, but I think going forward I don't think you get that that same level of quality personally um that you might expect from someone that you move from midfield to left back I think that if you look compare him his passing to someone like um Lisandro Martinez um I I still think that Martinez was you know much better than him um at that and then I think you know Zinchenko even though, yeah, we're talking about him as an inverted option, I still think that our left-back is going to need to um, be able to overlap quite a bit. Um, I think he does it a little bit at City. Um, I'm not sure um, to what level that that level of overlapping is. And in, in this question here, when we say, you know, if we're, we're talking about using him potentially in midfield, um, I, I wouldn't want to play Zinchenko in midfield for Arsenal, to be honest. Um, I can't remember the last time i seen him play... Midfield at club level. I don't think he has ever played there for Man City um, at club level, and I think that's quite telling. Um, given you know um, the, the the flexibility that Pep has around his midfield and the type of players that he's used there um, in the past. So you know, as Zinchenko, he's not he's not that high on my list. I would think I'll probably take him um, late in the window if we haven't been able to to nail you know a, a, a first choice target. Um, because I think as well on that one, he's I don't know how many years left he's got on his deal, but as we've seen with Gabriel Jesus, even with a year left, Man City have the ability to tax you, um, on that signing. So if that if the, if he's going to cost sort of 25 30 million plus, um, I'm not sure that I'm gonna move for someone like, um, Zinchenko. And on the Grimaldo stuff, I don't want that guy, man. Um, he seems like a FIFA merchant, you know, someone that is just rated highly, um. There we've seen Telez, who was supposed to be another one of these sort of left backs come out of the Jeez. Portuguese League. This guy's come here and he looks he looked terrible, completely out of his depth. Um, you know, and I think Ronaldo, he did have, you know, some hype a couple of years back. There's been a few left backs like that. Um, I think Jose Gaia was one. I've mentioned Telez as well, where these guys have one great season, you hear about them, and then they sort of go off the boil. And the fact that, you know, Shabs has said already Benfica letting him go for seven million euro, um, that's alarm bells to me because you know we just seen they got hundred mil for um, Darwin Nunes who's basically only had one quality goal scoring season, you know. Um, so so yeah, that that definitely sings alarm bells to me, man. So um, yeah, just gonna go through some listeners' questions now as well. So duh, 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 duh. <laughs> so this first one from Ducks on Quack Nine. Yeah, uh, Funny. Who on TG has the worst tech? Because not gonna lie, I reckon it might be Shabs on the DL. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell,
3: man! <laughs> I'm for me, you know. No.
2: Shabs, Shabs, defend yourself, man! Defend yourself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. Yeah, my tech is not good either. So, you know. It's, he said gonna, I'm a centre back. He said,
3: <laughs> they don't put me
2: in that I've never seen you, I've never seen you play football, man. I
0: never
3: seen you play football. Honestly speaking, I can't run again. I'm decent at football, man. I'm not no scrub at football. I got decent tech. I see. There's there. I don't talk because there's levels in it. So yeah. until I see everyone play, there's different levels. Man might say, Yeah, nah, I'm all right, I'm all right, and then they ball out. But got tech,
2: man. That's it, but yeah. Been a long no, I, 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 back, I back you, Shabs. I back you. I back you. I reckon you got some tech. You said that you really? you used to play with your brother in it, so <laughs> I remember.
3: No, I said my brother used to play with me still. Uh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can play ball, man. I could play.
2: That's yeah, it, man. I What's don't it know. I, I honestly can't answer that question because I've not seen everyone play. I've only seen German play um, and Ant play a little bit as well. So um, other than that, I can't comment.
3: So you seen yeah. Lou as well, but yeah. oh, yeah. Lewis and Lewis, yeah, Lewis, like, Lewis has got uh, good
2: tech, good striker in the ball.
3: You know. I ain't seen Lou play. I ain't seen no. I ain't seen no one, but I've seen Ant play. That's it. Like we all know, like, at common like Ant's levels, isn't it?
2: Like, yeah. So, that. so I mean, if you want to answer that question, you got to come support Touchy Elevens. Yeah. <laughs> you see, see, see who plays. People need to come down to Touchdown Fives. See how people play there. But nice. yeah, that was a. A jokey question for the to start off with. So um another one. So someone says, uh, this is Baitface Nate. He says, Are you concerned with our current transfer policy of uh, of only Portuguese speaking players? Is there some sort of internal agenda, lack of commercial acumen being pushed by Edu and Arteta?
0: I said this in a group chat the other day, bro. Edu is just trying to sign or speak to people that he can actually talk to in his native tongue. He's coming into Arsenal, not speaking a fucking word of English, man. Like, bro.
2: Nah, his English, is, his
0: English is quite good, man. It's is not, man. I, bro, Listen. it's not. I'm, I'm Listen. sorry. I'm sorry. When I came here, and I sounded like Podolski. My English is bad, <laughs> right now, man.
3: Listen, I said this. I said this on Saturday, and um, again, man was sending for man. Man have been on to me, you know. In the groups, like it's like I'll say something, and like four or five men will jump on me, like one time. I said this. I said that we need to see Edu being able to negotiate and broker some different, some different deals. That like he needs to show us some different moves. It's only Portuguese and Brazilian links at the moment. Mm. We're not complaining because we like these Brazilian links. That's just the, that's, that. that's the truth. You know, the moment that he sends for like a, a another kind of Pablo Mari ish, and I know Mari's not Brazilian. But the moment he sends for them type of deals, people will be screaming, shouting, mm. forehead steaming. Like we're not complaining because we kind of like this, but that's it, man. Yeah, that's it, man. Man said he could bring the whole favela to um um to to the Emirates as long as they're ballers, we won't cry in it. So
0: oh, I can't lie. Well, at the moment, he, to be fair, one thing, and I'm not in the business of giving giving the due credit, so this is not me giving credit, just as a caveat, yeah. But um. One thing you, you should do as a sporting director is leverage your network, and this that's what he seems to be doing. And he see what well, I say leverage, he seems to be heavily relying on his network um to get us the best up and coming Brazilian talent, and um, Portuguese speaking talents, I guess. So um throw some Germans in there though, pussy. Mm. Mm. <laughs>
2: I'm not I'm not sure about that German one though, you know. I think oh. you're Yo, you you your golden, generation, say, your golden generation is a bit done out, you know what I'm saying? Hey, so, bro, you yeah, better no, watch man. your mouth. Hey, bro. man, unless they're going to bring me some, uh, you know, a young a young work scare, I'm not, I'm not interested. You a know young musiala,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah
2: yeah, be yeah, fire, yeah, 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 yeah. You man are ad- yeah, yeah. You man, you man re-upping on the lighties and that, yeah, so <laughs> calm, <come>, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, so um, Yokubutsu7, he says any worries are Saliba's contract situation and would you be happy with your window if it's shut tomorrow? I'm going to
1: um, say that I no f- to the second one. No. Yeah, I, I feel um, I, th- I think I've said it a few times. I said you know, said it, you, it'd be stupid for Saliba to sign a new contract right now and give all the leverage to Arsenal. Right now he's come back after uh, numerous loans, he wants to see where he stands in the pecking order, and I think that's perfectly, perfectly fine. So I think that the likelihood is that um, we'll see how much the leader plays this year. You know, he's now a French international, trying to knock on the door of being the first teamer for the France, um, you know, for the France national team, you know, one of the best teams in the world. He wants to be a starter for them, and he's he's on route to being that. So you know, if he comes Arsenal now and he's not getting the minutes, he's going to want to dip next summer and no one's going to blame him. So I think it's a case of just w- watch this space, I guess. Um, you know, from an Arsenal perspective, they'd like him to sign now, but I don't think he'll sign and I don't blame him if he doesn't sign. And um, th- to the second question, no. We still need, for me, at least another two guys, so two three guys before I'm happy with the window.
2: Yeah, on this Libra thing, though, I... I'm quite I'm quite relaxed about it to be honest um I I know like there's speculation you know about him going back to Marseille this, that, and the other, but I actually just look at the situation like I, is there a club out there that is bigger than Arsenal that would be able to offer him more peace if we do you know sort of try and give him a bag now and will offer him significant playing time and I don't think there's sort of a combination of all three of those factors um that Will you know lead to him not signing if that makes sense? So, you know, if a big club actually comes and moves for him, I don't think Arsenal will be letting him go to anyone in the Premier League 100%. Um, anyone in Europe are they going to be able to pay the fee for him, or if he does wait out, um, to Arsenal, are they going to give him bigger wages than what we're offering? Um, I'm not sure. And if and if they do move to him, is he going to be a, a starter at, the, at that club either? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, so I think that we haven't played this particularly well, but I also think that the situation is such that if he does want to, you know, play and and get some minutes and and, and be out of a big club, play European football, this, and the other, um, I think it makes sense for him to sign the deal. You know, I think the only reason that he wouldn't is probably down to relationship with management, you know, um. And and how he feels treated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, you know, I I am quietly confident on that. You know, he links up with the team, links up with the preseason. We've seen him. You know, uh, his agent. You know, Instagramming the hell out of uh, London Colney. Yeah. So to me, that's all. That's all positive signs, man. So I'm quietly confident that he he does sign um, personally. So. Um, Guna London underscore, he says, none of the current hail-enders um, boarded that flight to the States. Mikel has hardly given any academy players minutes during his time. Is this a cause for concern?
0: What does he mean? Because Saka and Eddie are on that flight. Or... I think he
2: means He's talking like, about the like, new generation. Yeah. Like, oh,
0: was Patino's not on the flight?
2: No, nah, nah. Patino's not there.
3: I think, I I think yeah.
0: yeah. I don't like that. I don't like I that.
3: Do- yeah. I do. I for that. me, it is a point of curiosity as to why none of them currently um, are in pre-season. Because what you want to do is you want to use this opportunity to just blood a few of the players, see who um, you know you might want to set your eyes on for this year of like trying to break into the first team, trying to get into that match day squad, trying to get regular training in with that first team squad. But there's a limit to how many players you can take. And the squad is extremely bloated. We've had all of our loanies come back. Um, five and there are guys who, yeah, and there are guys
0: who have gone. <laughs> who, oh shit!
3: Yeah, and there are guys who have gone who hopefully won't be here come the end of the window. Turn right off again, man. So they've ended up on the tour. They're there, and I, I think that I think that's a casualty of of,
2: mm. of that, really. Yeah, because I think the the next question, which is from. I I don't know how to say that. A-S-C-F-O-S-C, yeah. He says, why the frick did we take five goalkeepers on the tour and Torreira and not create space for the youth like Patino, Sousa, Aziz, Hutchinson? Seems like a waste, um, especially yeah, when Torreira, Leno, Runners, Maitland, niles Bellerin are likely to be leaving. And I, oh my God. Think, yeah, runners yeah. I
3: think Runnison going is a disgrace. I'll be honest with you. I think Runnison going on tour is an absolute disgrace. I think you need to He's take... He's a first-team player, um, though. You know? But I think you need to take Ramsdale definitely. I think you need to take Matt Turner and you need to take, um, um, Hein. Yeah, Leno. I can kind of understand it. He's he's he, there's a um, bid for him. It's not fully gone through, so I can understand why you take him. But Runerson absolutely no way. We're we're not going to see him this season. You,
0: you know what? I think this is a logistic thing. Yeah, as a first team player, contractually, as a first team player, at Arsenal. When they're going on tour, they're all going on tour. This is this might even be part of the contractual agreement. So they will all go on tour with their official Arsenal first-team players. So I'm guessing some of these hell-enders are not yet. I don't know. Has Patino signed a new deal? I don't know. You know, I think it could be a contractual thing that, you know, because I'm looking at someone like and he's not going to play damn. Min- he's not gonna play a minute for us ever again. No. But he's on that tour. Be- there must be a reason for that. It's not because uh, uh, they uh, want sorry, him close sorry. to the squad, but, you know, it could be...
1: I think I think it was Leroy who said it before. I think Arteta likes like hierarchy. I think he he's also just basically saying because I think he said anyone who's not got a new club they've got to come on tour basically. So every so basically every first team member is on the squad whether they have a future here or not, um, and that means the youngsters are you know they're they're demoted. Uh, but I do agree. I think it's mad, especially when you're taking five goalkeepers and probably not more than two of them play on the tour at all yeah. so yeah, that, yeah. Does, that does that does that sound a bit wild. Well. i mean backwards. yeah especially when i was i was listening to charles watts today and he was saying especially as they're not planning to send patino on loan that one does i think that's the only one that's that seems a bit odd considering they plan the plan they have for my man i would have thought that he would have gone on loan because the only one that's gone on loan is that that little 17 year old, old kid no 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 is one center back and and the thing is he's not going to play ever, so
0: Mm.
2: Ain't Hutchison going alone though to wedding? I thought. Yeah, apparently, apparently there's some some talk about, but I'm not seeing anything confirmed. You you know what? With Um, with this one, yeah, you got you got to prioritize what we want to be angry about.
0: Yeah, this is not nice, but I'm gonna focus on you know bigger
2: topics. So yeah, yeah, I think it's not something I'm I would say I'm overly concerned about because I don't know how ready any of those guys are to really contribute to our season. Right now, um I would say the one that's probably closest is maybe Patino, and we saw him last season or last January um in a couple games, and I think he's still a little bit of a ways off before really coming into the squad so i'm not I'm not too mad at it. I think just in terms of you know the principle of it, you want to really be prioritizing the future of the club this that and the other the tour is a is a good way to make them sort of feel part of the part of the team, give them something to aspire to, et cetera et cetera um and the fact that they're not on the tour, um, you know, might upset a few. But um, really and truly, I'm about getting the three points. You know, I'm about getting the three points. And if that means that some of these fringe guys that we're not, un- we're not sh- quite sure about their future, like a Torreira, like a Maitland-Niles, um, like a Bellerin, uh, end up staying at the club, I'd prefer that they, um, you know, get that full preseason under their belt. Because we saw last season, Partey goes down. Elneny has to step in, and that was someone who we thought was was dead and buried um, at a club. So I want some of these men to be ready because we don't actually know what the future might hold. We might not be able to shift these guys, um, and I need them being able to contribute uh, to us getting three points every week. So um, Khalil HT3 he says, there seems to be a, a lack of strong links to CMs of recent, um, which concerns me. Does it seem that Arteta is happy with his current options, specifically the six and eight positions, even with the uncertainty surrounding some players? Is it uh, top four
1: quality? I mean, we <laughs> put it this way, I'm not going to get upset about the six because he, we know outside of party, he's going to play El Nani O'Konga there. Now... We've all got our opinions on them. None of us rate them that highly and we don't think they're the level. But the manager does. So I'm not going to go back and forth because the reality is they're not. That's who he's deemed as his backup and that's what he's put his hat on. So if they fail, it's going to be on his head that he chose not to sign a six. Um, obviously, I'd, the centre mids is the latest link is Paquetar. Before that was Tielemans. There's been um, obviously Milinkovic-Savic from Lazio as well. So I think mean, there have been links tentative. I, th- I think obviously where we're at now is that, you know, we started the window quite strongly, um, you know, with Jesus Vieira. Um, and obviously we we then had the fail bids with Rafinha and, and Martinez. So we're kind of now at, you know, the limbo next stage. Like, what's the next move? Like, and ideally, you know, the season's going to start in under a month now. So ideally we need to start getting the move on and, and finalising the main bits I guess some people would argue you've got the main striker in but I need that CM so for me personally that's the next one that I need to secure so Paquetar um is what I need next in you know you can maybe argue that you couldn't get the inverted left back later in the window if you're going to start the season with Tierney or you know and and, and the possible right winger but yeah I need that CM in expeditiously ASAP Immediately, I need to. In fact, bro, tomorrow. I need to. I need to wake up to Ornstein saying, "Boom, Arsenal have slapped down the bid for my man, bro. You know, I need to see that, bro. I need to. I need to because this dilly dallying with that blue shirt that you're wearing every day, bro, <laughs> on you're barbecuing steak, my friend, You know, hurry up, bruv. come on. Bruv. Yeah, yeah. Season do, starts do, in do three do weeks.
0: Korean bro, barbecue, Mahomes.
2: This guy, man. He's he's got. He's gonna. He's gonna open up his. Uh, b- radizio chain man i'm sure i've called it edus yeah whatever man but season starts in three weeks um on friday for us right um so i I think you love a countdown you know bro bro I, i love a countdown man i love a countdown because you know this is this is how you you judge people man you put milestones down you put you put flags in the ground and you say this is what I need by this time and I, I think I would need one I think I want the midfielder in by that time, you know, a midfielder or a forward because I think we've not really seen enough happen to that attack for me. Um I think Gabriel Jesus, good signing, very good signing in fact, but I need I need at least one more body that would, you know, sort of affect our ability to, to attack teams and really score goals. Before um, the season starts, because I just need that excitement, you know. And I think our first five games um, are very key for us to, to to having a good season, man. I think they're five very winnable games. We haven't started the season strongly in a long, long time, you know. We have not started the season strongly in a long, long time, and I feel like something like that it really takes the pressure off some the, the rest of your season. And I think. You know, the way we started last season, free loss on the bounce, where we started the season before, with that horrible October to December period, it basically just eliminates your possibility of really achieving your goals. You know? Like we had to do a madness to to, to leapfrog Spurs last season. They won their first three. We lost our first three. You're now starting with a nine point deficit. You know, and I, and I don't think that's a way that you know you can achieve your goals long term if that's the way you're starting starting seasons and basically just writing off games and i don't want us to do that um i don't want us to do that anymore um, and i'd like to see us start strongly so um last question before we uh wrap up fully so this one's for squad for hire 28 are you concerned by the lack of even mutterings of outgoings what is the club strategy yeah
3: I think we need to shift some players soon. Like, 100%. I think that's a fair and valid question. We need to shift some players. I think there is an issue, and I think the difficulty we're finding shifting players is what we pay them currently, because some of these players just... um, Even if a club can... Not many clubs can meet their valuation, which is why we're seeing stupid fees like £5 for Torreira, but then um, they can't come up with the fees as well. I think that was the issue with... um, Betis and Bellerin, maybe, or it might have been Villarreal with Bellerin, but yeah, I, I just I just don't think these guys can um um be moved on you know unless what? they're willing sorry. to take reductions.
0: Yeah, sorry to interject. I think I think it's actually not the ability of the, the buying club to purchase, it's rather than we've positioned ourselves so badly over the last three, four years that clubs know that if the players on board. I can get my man for free from Arsenal.
3: Yeah,
0: you know that's how they view it now. And and as recent as
3: January as well with Aubameyang.
0: Exactly. The Bellerin case he's going to be headstrong. He wants to go only to Betis. He's turning down Villarreal. He's turning down Valencia. Um, and then Torreira. Fiorentina got how much money for Vlaovic in Jan? A lot of money, Mm. and they can't give us fifteen for Torreira. It's because they know they Can they can wait until the end of the window and get him at a super discount or maybe even free? And that's what's you know gonna happen. I think there'll be some activity late in the window on outgoings. Um, none of the players that I think... we want to get rid of are actually, um, apart from Leno, um, getting interest right now. Um, mm. that
2: is worth you know talking about. I, I think that's even part of the strategy. Um, why we're taking a lot of these guys on tour, um, is to almost bluff down is to almost bluff um, these teams into into thinking that you know we 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 might still use them Um, because I think part of the strategy that we've done recently or or in the past is that we've basically made these players unusable. This cat man, oh my god. We basically made these players (laughs) unusable Bro this 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 fucking cat is is driving me mad. Um, we basically make these players unusable Right, and we we've eroded their value so much, and make it so public um, that 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 we're not they're not in the plans. That of course teams are just going to be like, you know, yeah, um, uh, well, he's surplus to requirements. You know, we're we're not going to pay you for him. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I think I think the Bam one is just so mental to me. Right, it's absolutely just so mental to me that this guy went from you know the manager saying. Yeah, this guy, he's trying really hard, working really hard to be in exiled and leaving for free within a month. You know, I think that's just, a, that's just an absolute mad thing. Um, 18 months after signing a the contract, and then you look at Kolasinac, you look at Callum Chambers, you look at all of these guys that we allowed to go to their last year um, and we're doing it again. Bellerin's got a year left, Maitland-Nar's got a year left, Nelson's got a year left, Serrera's got a year left, Leno's got a year left, you know. That's five players that we're trying to sh- now shift. Potentially, um, look at someone like Pepe. I don't even know how we're going to get this guy, uh, gone, even though, um, for, for everything that I've, I'm reading, he's pushing for a move as well. And we had we can get no interest because this guy started one game, uh, he started mm. no games, sorry, since October last year, you know. So if I'm there and I'm and I'm trying to get this guy, even if I'm interested in Pepe, I'll just be thinking, right, well, I don't need to, to make a move, I'll probably get him alone with an option. And I could do what Fiorentina are doing, you know. Um, I'll let that option expire, put Arsenal under more pressure, and you can. I could get probably get him on loan again next year. Next you year, know what I year mean, left for year yeah. left, and 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 have us over a barrel. So it doesn't surprise me that we're not really getting interest for these guys. I think the way we've positioned ourselves has been abysmal. Um, Seem to be a club that bends over for for agents, and I think the only good feed that we've got in the last sort of two, three seasons is probably uh, Joe Willock. You know, and that was he had to do a matting um, on, on loan at Newcastle. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure he's probably in another Nelson situation now. You know what I mean? So, um, we'll leave it there for now. Um, final plug myself and Shabs did, uh, a, a, a basically an ESR season review, ESR 10 and 10, uh, recorded on Monday. Um, that's up there, video, uh, pod for the patrons. Um, so we went through, reviewed all of ESR's goals. Um, and just talked about, you know, uh, how well he did, where we think he can improve, where we think he's going to be utilised and, and what to expect from him next season. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do go jump on that um, on the Patreon. Um, but guys, Sean, Shabs, German, thank you guys for joining me um, and we'll catch you guys soon. Let's go.
0: Right. Could oh, it was I thing. thought We're it was Ian But I wasn't seeing right. Man could have had that fight. But I'm in walk on site Might have to grab that man. You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with the
3: good energy. Making a work with the back man fight.
0: It's amazing. Like, oh, it's a That's foul. On my- Sports Social Podcast Network.